everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we have a special guest today. We are talking to Christy Boyke, and Christy and I spoke, well, we just figured out today that it was June 25th of 2019 when we spoke with her and her dad about their making bluebird houses in honor of their mother who had died. They started selling the bluebird houses and became quite a phenomenon as they were working through their grief of losing their mom, their grandma, their wife. And Christy, you have really kind of invented a whole new career for yourself out of what was sort of a tragedy to begin, but has really, it seems like, brought you into your own spirit of creating this children's book about grief called Rise Up Little Bluebirds. Tell us, um, catch everybody up who maybe didn't listen to the first podcast about what happened with your mom, and then we'll talk about the book. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me here. Um, It it was just such a devastating experience when we lost my mom. Um, She had breast cancer when I was in high school, and then she had gone into remission, and we thought we had kind of kicked it. And about 10 years later, she ended up with a brain tumor. And the brain tumor, by the time we we discovered it, was to a place where it was it was terminal. And just finding that out when she had just turned sixty, and my parents were just talking, you know, retirement and what that was going to look like, it it just it devastated our family. She was the glue. She held everybody together, and we just didn't really know how to function without her. <laughs> so yeah, when I was talking to your dad and you during that episode. It reminded me a little bit of my own journey with my mom who had died of breast cancer, but I felt such a kindred spirit with him about what it's like for a man in that journey of loss because my stepfather at the time was just sort of rattling around in his house and, you know, a lot of women are the center point of the family gatherings, the center of the holidays, and when that's gone it feels like sort of everything is just so different and changed. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that more so than losing her was the hardest part for me going out to visit him with my kids and just seeing the the emptiness and, you know, him not being able to be in the house with the pictures and the smells is what led him out to the shop in the first place. And it was the middle of the night in January and he started making bluebird houses. And I think he had six made before I noticed them. And I saw the way he was kind of using his hands to help heal his heart. And he I had always kind of just said, there's nothing more you can do except coming out to visit and, and helping when, when you can with like, you know, meals and stuff like that. Right. I had been just continuously asking him how I can help him. And when I saw him making those bluebird houses, I, I saw a way to keep him busy when I couldn't get out there with the kids. And so I made a listing for them on Facebook marketplace and it just kind of went crazy overnight. There were thousands of people that were messaging for interest in, in the birdhouses and I couldn't keep it all straight with when people were coming and how many they wanted. And there were orders for 25 to 50 at a time. And we just saw that, that craving for community and grief and the, the kind of resonation with just needing to share your story and be connected with other people that had experienced the same kind of loss in their life. Are the bluebird houses still striking that same chord? Is your dad still making them? You cut out for a sec. I couldn't hear you. What did you say? Oh, sorry. I'm going to just go back and ask you the, um, I'll clean all this up by the way. Um, Are the bluebird houses houses still resonating and is your dad still making them? They are. Yeah. They keep taking on 
different branches. It's it's kind of taken on a life of its own since we started. And we never really anticipated this becoming a business, but that's exactly what it's become now. It's it's, you know, we've partnered with different cancer organizations and different grief centers and different community groups and it's building workshops with 4-H clubs and with people that have experienced loss and and foundations that are, you know, bringing families together that have been touched by loss and it's it's just incredible how it keeps going and different gift shops are carrying them different stores are wanting to carry them because of the Minnesota connection and the heartfelt meaning behind them and my my whole family the four generations of my kids and my dad and my grandpa are coming together to to continue building them and we've surpassed about 5000 since her funeral so it just it keeps going in love that is just crazy. I love to hear that story. <laughs> so tell me how you hooked up with uh, Wise Inc. Because I interviewed them actually on the podcast, I think in year one. And they are a great local publisher that helps people tell their stories. And you have created a book called Rise Up Little Bluebird. So tell me about that. It was it was when we last connected with you two years ago that I had shared that I had started using writing as an outlet for my own grief in between helping my my dad with his and, and kind of seeing the way that the building was helping him. It was it was a process of my own to kind of use writing as a as an outlet for for myself to kind of get a little reprieve from all the feelings and everything that were associated with losing her and trying to mother without my mother and going through my own grieving process while trying to explain the loss to my children and all of that, you know, that encompassing loss. Right. You know, she was she was just such an integral part of our family. So I I had shared with you that I had started writing a couple of stanzas a night and coming down with with some meanings and connections that I had made with the people that we were connecting with for the birdhouses. And I I resonated with with your connection with Wise Inc. And I had reached out to them and shared a couple of the pages that I had written. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And it took from from that podcast episode up until about six months ago to bring this to life. And it just kind of shares the importance of community through through grief and what we've kind of experienced within our own story, but also that love is the unending connection that that binds us all. And my mom was that epitome of love for me. So it's kind of keeping her legacy alive and helping other people through through this as well. When you think about writing a children's book and you started out sort of organically, what is, what is it required and how long did it take and how did it get illustrated? I want to know some of the brass tap. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. And that, <laughs> that was the beauty of partnering with Think. I just, I felt like, you know, there was, there was a message here and there was a story here and we had kind of touched on, there was, there was just a craving for, for sharing that you know, what we did using our hands and and the community that we built through all of this. And I just, it was important for me to harness as much of that love as we could from the project and share it in a meaningful way. And what I had heard from a lot of people through the birdhouse connections was that having conversations, meaningful conversations about loss with children in their lives was was one of the hardest topics. So that resonated with me because I had a firsthand look at how my own children were being affected by loss. And it was just really important for me to keep this, you know, legacy of love continuing and sharing a message of hope through grief, because that's kind of what we found. And Wisink just kind of all encompassed that for me. They just they held my hand and took me through the process and they had a bunch of people that they had already 
connected with as far as illustrations and, you know, the copywriting, all the things that you don't really think of when you're, you know, setting out to, right. to do something like this. So it was, it was just a great experience to be led through the process in like a, a an organic and meaningful kind of a way. Why do you think that we don't talk to children about grief? What do you think the stumbling block is? I think there's a misunderstanding about the, the, the way that they comprehend it. And there's just an awful lot of taboo around it because, you know, you, you think that if you say the words death, you're going to scare them. Or if you don't actually say, you know, the, they went to heaven, you, you say that they, they disappeared. I think those kinds of things are, you know, trying to find the right way and trying to be authentic and, and real about what happened. Right. And I, it feels like we think that maybe kids aren't going to understand, or we don't have the words And when you put those words into a book, I think it helps people create the story, right? It helps them give something to follow along with the narrative that opens the doorway to discussion. Is that what you have found? Absolutely. Yeah, it it helps just to have open communication surrounding how loss affects family and how not only it affects the the immediate people but it, the people around like the the friendships and the the work relationships and other people surrounding your your life it feels like too i mentioned kind of holiday but a lot of families have all these traditions and when someone dies that's kind of the center point of the family a lot of that goes away and then that's hard for kids to understand When your mom was gone and you were kind of coming up on that first holiday season, did you try to stick to the old traditions or did you try to create new ones? I think it was a combination of of the two. There's, you know, wanting to keep her memory alive and the things that she loved, but also respecting the fact that things have changed and there's going to be new additions and new new things that that you're going to be adding as the kids get older and as you know, my, my dad remarried. So adding the newer family members to the picture is, is creating new traditions and that kind of stuff. So it's, I think it's, it's a combination of both. And that's what just keeps everything healthy for everybody is respecting the love and everything that, that started our family and then continuing on with the newness of life. Yeah. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up and I'm glad your dad got remarried. That's fun for him and exciting for you guys. But it's also like a lot of men get remarried. I don't know if there's a statistic that men tend to get remarried more than women do, but that's sort of my anecdotal thoughts. And then that creates not like angst in most cases for the littler kids, but it's all of a sudden creating a new path. Was that a hard path for you to navigate after losing your mom? Yeah, it, it continues to be so just because it's it's just a, a highlight of the fact that her absence is is here. You know, if it if if she was still with us, it we wouldn't be with this new family, uh, you know, it, but it's it's also wonderful to see my dad happy again because it was absolutely heartbreaking to see the way that loss affected affected him. And that was the whole birth of Rudolph's Bluebird House is it was just a way to keep busy and to keep our hands together and a way to keep coming together as a family to to build something that was meaningful. And I think it kind of harbors what's going on now too. I, we've had people dub the the birdhouses as home for new life and senior 
cedar monuments for for moving forward after loss. And it just kind of continues to authentically grow in in that respect. And that's what I love about it. it. The branches just kind of organically keep going forward in love and communication and community. And and it's all just wonderful to see. But but yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's it's always going to be hard. We're always going to miss her, but I'm just happy that there's so many more people to love now and so much more growth and development in our family. And you have this book now so that it's published. Like, how does that work? So are you supposed to sell like X amount of copies and then you hope to get into a second printing? Do you go on tour with the book? Does Wise Inc. do the promotion? Or will you start offering it in your store with the other components of the Bluebird houses? We don't have a storefront. We, we still operate out of my garage and out of my dad's garage. <laughs> and we have done uh, partnerships with different garden centers for community events and that kind of stuff. And I've, I've been reached out to by a bunch of the, the partners that we've already kind of connected with that are interested in doing book signings and that kind of stuff. But yeah, Wisings, they they kind of walk you through the creation of the book and then you kind of take it from there. So I'm still in the process of figuring it all out. I've, I've got a website going and I've got pre-sales going and I've got about a hundred or so now that I've, that I've pre-sold. I'm hoping to, to kind of do a lot more of the grassroots kind of approach that we did with the birdhouses and just keep it heartfelt and bring the book with when we do the birdhouse events and maybe do some book signings at some bookstores. And it's, it's going to reach who it's meant to reach. I think I just, I have a belief that, you know, it was, it was written specifically for people that have been touched by that common thread of loss. And I, I hopefully can keep expanding with it and we'll just see where it goes. (laughs) Right. Right. Did you ever think of yourself as like an author? Isn't that funny? (laughs) No, I I never thought of myself as a birdhouse manager either, but sometimes (laughs) Big moments in life require you to pivot. And I do kind of feel like this has definitely been a calling. And I feel like it's my mom kind of, in a way, showing me a path of, you know, more authority and more, more you know, communication. And I, I feel like it's, as much as I'm not a grief counselor, I do feel like there's an awful lot of perspective that you gain when you go through something like that. And there's just a lot of heartfelt connections that we've made through the birdhouses. And I think that with what we've discovered with, with everything that we've done for outreach with the birdhouses, that there was a, a message that needed to be told through this. And, and it was just the power of community. Yeah, absolutely. I'm working on a cookbook and I just I feel like when someone says like, oh, you're going to be a cookbook author, it's just such an odd feeling because I never really felt like I'm certainly not a chef, you know, and that I'm even in this position is sort of a (laughs) karmic thing. And I'm excited about it. And I think I'll do a good job. But it is still weird to think of yourself as like an author. Yeah, life kind of just throws you curveballs sometimes. But I think that's the best kind of pivot you know, the ones that are just unexpected. I kind of feel like I can feel my mom's love through the people that we've met and the connections that we've made, the little messages of hope and people even through the Birdhouse Facebook page that remember one of my kids' birthdays or something. And, you know, it's just the meaning behind what the Birdhouses have meant for their families and what that message of hope kind of created for them in their own lives. And I think that that's just the beauty of it is being able to kind of transition from something so painful into something that can help other people and make them feel a little less alone because grief is just such an isolating kind of a, a experience, I think. And there's just a lot of people, not only with families with kids, but older people that just 
you know, they, they don't have a platform to, to share that experience with. They don't feel like they can just share it authentically with, with people. And the birdhouse building events have kind of brought that out a little bit. There was a, a man that I, he'll just forever be marked on my heart. He messaged the birdhouse page and said that he had seen a workshop event coming up in St. Paul um, at the hospice center that my mom passed away at, which is where we donate proceeds from the birdhouses too. But he saw the event and he said, I've already built a couple of birdhouses with you guys, but would you mind if I came just to inhale the community that you've created? through your birdhouses because it it just it touches my heart to see people sharing their stories and using their hands together and I just I couldn't keep it together it's just that that's the meaning of all of this for me yeah being able to help my dad through his grief and now being able to help families have healthy conversations about grief it's it's just such a blessing and I I feel her love through those help it. Yeah, I, I definitely hear that in your voice. How can people get the book and how can they learn more about the birdhouses or join in any workshop? Yeah, so we post um, our workshops on our Facebook page through Rudolph's Bluebird Houses and the book is entitled Rise Up Little Bluebirds. And there's a website right now that's running pre-orders and I'll be taking orders through that as well once it goes live. And I plan to partner with local independent bookstores and potentially have them sold at bookstores as well, but you'll, you'll be able to purchase it from riseuplittlebluebirds.com. Okay. All right. I'm excited to have reconnected with you. Thank you for sharing yourself. I know this is kind of a personal journey that you guys are on. And when you talk about your mom and it comes in through the loss, but there's also been, I think, I love the way that you characterize that this is your mom sort of pushing you inadvertently through expanding your horizons and getting you to try new things because that's what moms do right that's what you want for your kids is you want to help them be their best selves absolutely I love it thank you so much Christy for joining me on this makers of Minnesota podcast and good luck with the book thank you so much all right we'll talk soon bye-bye okay bye-bye 